0: There's no one going to have that meme of that World War II propaganda poster we all love that's a famous meme format where the dad, you know, the son's just asking him like, Oh, dad, what did you do when NFTs came out? And he's like, lol, I said I'd right-click, saved it, son. And then the little kid goes, legend. Like, that that meme will never actually be reality. It's a great meme, by the way. Make that meme right now.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Side We're here talking about some esports things. Today, I'm joined by Thorin and Rich, as always... It's me, Folks, Rop and Thorin. I'm coming to you to ask you a very important question. I asked you about your breakfast and your lunch. Before. Okay, I might have something so, for you on this one. Come on. Okay, so what's your favourite colour, Thorin?
0: Favourite colour? I will say, isn't that something that you're asked when you're like five years old? So like, yeah. mate, I will say this. Even back then, I was sort of contrarian because when they asked favourite colour, everyone else was like, you know, red, blue, pink. I said like yellow with black around the outside. That was my actual original answer from when I was like five, and I'm sticking with it. Fire. So basically yeah. Bumblebee out of Transformers, I guess. There you
1: all go. Right. Bumblebee from Thor I agree. mean this shit's
0: Transformers, I can't
1: lie, but whatever. I don't know how you're going to top that, Rich, but you can try. What's your favourite colour, mate?
2: See, I think this is super disrespectful because you've led us down the garden path. And for all you know, I came up with some really funny and creative answer for what I have for dinner. So yeah. I'm just not even going to answer it. You're, that will remain. <laughs> that will remain a mystery. Yeah, yeah. I'm just
1: keep you on your toes, guys. Come on, okay. it can't be too. It can't be too scripted. We know we don't have every single word scripted for the show. No, totally, definitely not. I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This this show is brought to you by Riot Games. And let's talk about our first topic for the day. Cloud Nine recently announced that they partnered up with Blockchain com so it's brilliant we had to talk about nfts cryptocurrencies all that lovely business it's a hot hot topic now in esports and gaming in general to be honest people are jumping on top of it and uh, to be honest public reception not too friendly for any of this stuff and that was what you would expect from the cloud nine announcement g2 also said they were going to be releasing some like g2 branded nfts and stuff again that was universally panned as well uh, nfts cryptocurrencies where do they fit in with esports rich I'm coming to you first give me your thoughts
2: so I think before I say anything on my opinion on on how I feel about the announcements it's kind of important to just sort of at least describe very briefly in the context of gaining what nfts are I think most people have like at least somewhat of an idea of what crypto is and it would take way too fucking long for me Mm -hmm. to explain that anyway but just to sort of briefly explain nfts um again i'm not going to go into the blockchain technology or any of that jargon and i'm far from an expert i'll say that but i think i know enough to sort of give a simplified description of how this shit works so an nft is basically just a line of unique code that identifies you as the owner of a piece of digital art or a digital asset um, you can think of it as like owning a photo that you took with your camera obviously haha, anyone can copy and paste that photo if you post it online sure uh but obviously they also would not legally be allowed to use it for anything that's monetized without your permission um it's not really a mind-blowing concept and people sort of seem to think you can actually just jump this step with nfts for some reason uh in terms of like how they're related to gaming um I'll just give you a very basic example of how they could be utilized like gun skins in Counter-Strike right like currently in client you know you can buy or use loot boxes or whatever and get like common skins more limited skins um that hold a certain value um and look a certain way uh, and obviously there's secondary marketplaces where you can sell these skins and depending on the scarcity and the rarity that will denote the value right but with games that will presumably in the future i mean some have already announced that they're going to be incorporating nfts basically or at least hypothetically you'll be able to have completely one-of-a-kind unique skins right like imagine that simple wins a major with uh, a gun that has his own one-of-a-kind custom logo on right he could probably then sell that if he wanted to for a, a ton of money I mean it- it's like if uh Hendrix sold his uh, Fender from Woodstock right like sure you could make copies but with nfts you actually have certificates which will just provably show that yours is a fake or a duplicate um so everyone you know you know you just know that it was faked um as for nfts like as they are now like the ones you're seeing now yeah sure like most of them are just lazy cash grab bullshit like they're just garbage they're just proof of um proof of product essentially of of how it works and you know if if it's some identical ape with a slightly different hat yeah i understand why that gets kind of like mocked and ridiculed by the community but as with crypto it's more about understanding the technology and the possibilities rather than the current offerings right Um, now to address the sort of community negativity towards crypto sponsorship as a whole essentially the way I see it you guys who have been critical have three options you're either ignorant number one you're liars or three you're at the very least just ethically inconsistent Because the two biggest issues that people have with esports crypto deals is one, that a lot of crypto coins are scams slash pyramid schemes, which is true, absolutely. And two, that they're bad for the environment, which is somewhat true or at least can be true. But the thing is, all of the really big deals in esports haven't been for coins. They've been with crypto exchange sites like blockchain.com or what's TSM on FTX, Um, So I'm going to hold you to your own set of standards and say that you're never allowed in a supermarket again because supermarkets sell sugary food. Like, just because they also sell some unhealthy food, you have to boycott them, right? They might sell fruit and vegetables, but according to you guys, because these exchange sites could hypothetically host a scam coin, a coin that's bad for you or bad for the environment or a rug pull scheme, then by that logic, you can't go into a supermarket because you can eat food that's bad for you. It's the same concept as the stock market, right? It's, you can try and buy low, sell high. Some projects are good, some projects are bad. Uh, And most of these stocks that you're buying, by the way, are also from companies that are probably doing way worse things to the environment than crypto. So that's how I view it. You know, if you're an exchange site that basically gives a platform to a whole different uh, bunch of goods, some of them are gonna be bad, some of them are gonna be good. And I don't see any issue with partnering with an exchange site that offers up the choice. Again, you don't have to buy it, right? They're not, like, shoving it down your throat. They're not advertising individual coins. The coins are all there to be picked between. You don't have to buy any, or you could buy all of them. exactly the same. You can fill up your supermarket with whatever the fuck you want. Or guess what? You can skip aisles one, three, and seven. Like, it's ridiculous. And also, where was the vitriol, by the way when G2 and Fnatic announced their BMW sponsorship. Huge gas guzzling cars that destroy the planet, right? But when it's crypto that does a fraction of the damage that cars do, if we're getting global here, you're all up in arms about it. Like, oh my God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. So by the way, just to be clear, I don't have an issue with anyone being against bad crypto. But firstly, be aware that they're not all the same. And secondly, at least be ethically consistent if you're gonna do that. Because you should be equally against the stock market and people that engage in the stock market. And you should also be e- equally as vitriolic about BMW as a sponsor if you're going to play the environment card. Um, so yeah, uh, as as for whether or not it's a good thing for esports, I say yes, absolutely. Um, these sort of uh, deals on this scale are only really possible with a few different types of companies. Alcohol, gambling and crypto. Those are basically like where the really big money is if we don't look at... Um, broadcasting rights. Uh, And out of those three, you could actually argue, argue that crypto is the most ethical. So yeah, I have no issues with teams getting sponsored by big exchange sites in the same way that I wouldn't have a problem with them getting sponsored by gambling sites or alcohol. Um, If they were being sponsored, by the way, by a specific coin with no real world utility, that was clearly a scam or rug pull scheme or pyramid scheme or whatever, that of course would not be the same and i would be against that if you're directly endorsing a clear transparent scam that's one thing but they're not they're being endorsed by these marketplaces which allow you to buy what could be in theory really good coins and really bad coins and anything on that spectrum whatsoever and as for g2 and nfts are you fucking kidding me like how is this even controversial they're releasing a bit of like collectible art why are people losing their minds over this shit so Yeah, I mean, go ahead, go wild and and go off about how bad most NFTs are. That's a completely different argument to this. And again, if you want to play the moral cards of it's bad for the environment, blah, 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 then I guarantee if I go back and I look at those BMW announcements that you were not the same or responding in the same way that you were to this.
1: I feel like that's uh two two things you can talk about in in huge extents as well. The whole whataboutisms of you know same with the neon deal with LEC, right? I remember being part of that and, and the fact that, that LEC is still sponsored by Kit Kat, which is an essay brand and all the terrible things that Nesse an do and how, you know, there's been limited backlash to that. Um but also with the the, the thing with, with, with crypto and with NFTs and, and specifically with, uh, you know, as you mentioned, like the marketplaces, um, I do kind of want to pick your brain just a tiny bit more before I move on to Thorin here, Rich, is like a lot of the arguments against crypto is uh, as an industry, it's very unregulated, it's very new, like people, it, it's all, all of these things that just kind of just seem to pop out out of nowhere, like I think arguably crypto has in the grand scheme of things. Um, these marketplaces sure they can sell good coin and bad coin or uh, as you put it, but who's Who's stopping these marketplaces from, from from regulating themselves to make sure these bad coins? You know, they're not just going to be profiting from them I think that's a lot of the the skepticism around that is like you can say that you're you know, yeah We're innocent is are we're, we're only peddling the coins. It's not to do with us where they come from But where's your your responsibility to make sure that this coin is good and bad they seem to shirk that responsibility because there is no regulation to, that says that they don't have to and of course in that way they would still make the most money so what do you say to that Rich, as, as as a criticism of the marketplaces
2: see the problem i have with that is all of these things come down to subjective white papers right i can come out with a coin and i can give you this whole list and roadmap of what I'm going to do and how great it's going to be and by Q4 of this year it's going to do X and who are you or anyone else to tell me that I won't do that or I won't be able to achieve that. The difference between crypto or having like, you know, uh, the the food police come in and say hey no these these uh, cereals are still sugary which is also kind of a nonsense because obviously you can just buy certain foods in bulk which then become unhealthy like the whole thing is kind of a hot mess anyway the difference with crypto is right now you have people who are uh, trapped straddled on the fence of I'm really against crypto and I think it's complete bullshit and rubbish and it's a nonsense and it's a fad and a phase versus those same people having to defend the argument of oh well if i say you don't have to buy crypto it's not like food right you can choose to invest in crypto or not how do they now complain because they have to pretend that it's necessary to attack me on that argument but they're also simultaneously trying to tell me that crypto is a scam and it has no real world utility and all the rest of it so as for the regulation i think it's a load of nonsense because no one has to opt into it it is one of these things where you can view it like the stock market and even in gambling kind of you know take part at your own risk And, you know, if I feel I've been duped um, by a card shark at a casino, I've got nowhere to fucking go or run or hide. You think if I go to the police station and bring an officer down and say, I'm pretty sure this guy, you know, messed with my card. The casino are hands off. They don't want to hear of it. They don't want anything to do with it. You know, we have um the similar sort of thing with bouncers and nightclubs sure they have security cameras but every time anyone actually brings a case against anything that happens in a nightclub because everyone understands the actual level of liability that you have versus the reality of what goes on in a nightclub is so uncontrollable that the police don't even push for it right they're not ever going to get that footage if a fight went down and they feel a bouncer didn't behave properly there are just certain areas where you can't have full-on regulation you can't have full-on foresight and ultimately crypto is something you either opt into or you don't and when you opt in you should be fully aware of those risks um, ideally, would I like every person who ever gets scammed to not be scammed or receive sufficient justice for that? Absolutely. But these spaces aren't perfect in the same way that nightclubs have existed now for almost a century. And it's hilarious that every time there's ever a scuffle in a nightclub, the web, the the uh, security cam cameras failed. People aren't bitching about that every week. They understand why that's a thing and the inherent risk that, you know, comes from getting yourself in bad situations at a certain place at a certain time of the night. So... I don't I, I don't really yeah I don't know I, I to me it's kind of like a non-argument it's kind of like saying oh why did you go down that street that you know is notoriously has a notoriously high crime rate and the highest stabbing rate or whatever in the UK but you went there down anyway you went down there anyway at night and you got stabbed and then me saying yeah but there should be better security down there yeah but you know that there isn't so why did you Oof. walk down there
1: that's, that can be a bit of a grey area as well. Like in any kind of that doesn't mean that you shouldn't put in restrictions or, or at least attempt to get people to not walk down that that street, right? It's like you know, there's like cave diving. This is completely like this may not seem relevant at all as an example, but there are signs all over the shop when you go cave diving saying don't dive in this cave. There's nothing in here that's worth your life. Like 500 people have died here in the last 10 years. That kind of stuff. Why? If you go cave diving and you know you're underwater, it's a big ass cave, there's nothing in it mate, it's a cave. Well then if you, if you get stuck and you drown, well then why the, why the bloody hell did you go and do that? I think that's a fair enough argument, but at the same time there are still things that are try and stop you from doing it. And if you do correlate crypto with gambling... Gambling, you know, there's you there's so many regulations and restrictions about how you can advertise it like ages uh, That you have to be before you can even partake or even sniff any anything to do with gambling There's no age restrictions for crypto for example uh, you can trade it at any age you can mine it at any age because it's just a very new industry um, To be fair. I'm not really trying to argue against you here rich because I kind of do agree like um, you know <laughs>
2: I would yeah, just I, I, I would just add one i would just add one quick thing the first thing i would say perfect. is actually my analogy wasn't that good because they're actually a shitload of disclaimers whenever you go on the mainstream crypto sites you are chucked in the face of all trades are final uh buyer beware blah 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 all this shit. and actually also on the you know anyone can mine it etc of course that's true because the, the way you mine is basically you get yeah. a bunch of graphics cards whatever but you actually can't own a crypto wallet as far as I know, if you're under the age of eighteen, at least with
0: and on a lot of exchanges, you even have to upload like passport. You yeah, have to, way more information than you have yeah. like like a PayPal account, as far so, as well.
2: yeah. So I, I don't actually think it's that easy. I yeah. mean, for example, I have a Coinbase account. It took uh, it's this way quicker. No, so
0: get it verified, didn't it?
2: Yeah, it took me two weeks to get it verified initially. Yeah, I had yeah. to give them my passport, and then they said it's not entirely clear. Do you have a driving license as well? And then I had to take a picture of me standing yeah. next to the driving license mm-hmm. to make sure it wasn't my little brother or whatever. So I do actually think that there's a, a shit ton of disclaimers and bias beware stuff that goes on with crypto all
1: right fair enough throw it in i've completely ignored you for this topic um what are your thoughts on the whole thing as well and, and just crypto nfts in general rather than talking about like the just ethics in general of, of yeah sure thing, but where does it fit into esports and gaming
0: Right, I'll start with the, in the broader picture and I'll lead into gaming. So if we start, first of all, like I'm not going to debate the climate change topic because first of all, it's inherently by definition a nonsense term unless you ever were under the impression that people thought the climate stayed exactly the same at all points in human history, including our own lives. So the term already is completely a poison chalice. Like, there's no point even accepting that one. But it, with that said, I'll go on the tip that Rich was on there, which is that the only people I've ever seen bring up that point about crypto are so insane disingenuous because they don't live any other aspect of their life in line with the philosophy they are clearly either directly espousing by talking about this or at least implying which is that they care about the impact on the environment slash climate of everything they do guess what most of them say that play fucking 40 hours of league of legends on a pc that has no value for human life it's just a video game isn't it? turn off your pc go pick up a book there you go mate already help. No, you wouldn't do that of course the same can't kind do of doing that so as far as i can tell right that whole topic just bores me to death mate because all the people i've seen who are mega against cryptos one thing if you just go i'm not interested in it or i think it's too speculative or you know not for me yet at this point in time maybe i'll wait down the line like you're saying where there's maybe like you know more official version and i don't have to worry about you know people like like i forgot to delist this nft and someone stole it by the, the exchange doing something dodgy down the line except for that right there tends to be three groups of people i see get mad at crypto the people who clearly know other people are making loads of money probably their friends and they didn't get in on it now that kind of person is a moron by the way because they don't even understand the premise of the stock market like if you think the stock's still going up you're buying now you moron if you thought amazon was going i don't know what it is now let's say it's a hundred if you go ah oh, if i got in at one well if you think it's going to a thousand you get in now you moron but then again it's just a stupid gambler's fallacy logic so they get mad that other people got money off it right or they just don't understand it and if there's one thing is super fashionable with the youth it is to immediately dismiss and Deride anything you don't understand because it's a way to make yourself not seem like an idiot for not understanding. Because who would even care about that? It's nonsense. It's a, you're an idiot. In fact, if you're even into that, like I'm into it, and then who knows what the fuck they're into as an alternative. Half of them are assholes with a CSGO fucking inventory of like $2,000 or something. Spoiler, when CSGO shuts down, they're probably just gone forever, mate. That's worse than fucking NFTs, you idiot. Like the premise of the NFT it's on a legit like exchange, of, in this particular scenario as well, remember crypto can also be stored offline. You can actually make it so it's impossible they steel as long as someone doesn't have like your specific key cut pass some of them even have fucking fingerprint technology on them so people don't realize like the joke is there's loads of areas that like every time they bring up a point I can go yeah you've got a point there now let's look at what you do in your life that's like this like the banking system like they don't give a flying fuck about that that's a this is the problem with arguments Is like when you make a point you have that it has to be a principle behind why you made the point and that would apply even for things you like for example so if you just said oh fair play actually I do drive cars etc by the way very other small thing to say on the whole climate thing is this it's the most stupid topic ever, because basically it's like going into, it's like the, the, the best example ever was an example Terence McKenna used to use. He used to say that people would go and claim the world was overpopulated, another very hot button topic, right? But they would go to like Africa or India and they'd go to the poorest woman in the world and go, why are you having 10 kids? Whereas the joke is, if you wanted to look at like the impact on the world, one woman in like LA who's in like a fucking upper class family, that one kid she has, has like a thousand times more impact. So the joke is all the people who tell you that it's all ruining the environment, they're the ones who are on the jet planes. They're the ones who have factories. They're the ones who, Jesus, one of them runs literally a business that's about electric going through cars. I don't know if I I need to tell you this, guys. God didn't make an electric outlet in the earth. You just use all the other fucking sources of fuel to make the electricity. He just put one level of abstraction in the middle of it. So skip that whole thing. Right? That's just a nonsense thing. And spoiler, I only saw that get popular as a topic when stupid old Elon Musk talked about crypto. So people had to find a new reason to hate on him this week. And spoiler, he's just an arsehole where none of his real tech works. That's a great angle to go. It's like Iron Man if he didn't have any meaningful tech. And even the suit couldn't fucking fly, you morons. So, okay, now let's get into the more interesting part. Let's go to the premise, right, which goes... Is it good or bad for it gaming slash esports, right? Well, the problem with that is, again, none of you can make that judgment, can you? Unless you're now boycotting ESL because they're owned by a Saudi group that literally is like the fucking royal family's investment group. So you'll be out on that, of course, as you're all on moral grounds. Obviously, when China bought League of Legends, you all stopped playing and watching League of Legends. None of you do any of this shit. What happens is, this is like that girl, what was her name, Valkyrie or whatever, where she made that line of skincare products where, can you believe this, guys? Skincare products... Might lie about what the product does. Oh, you mean like every skincare product? You mean when I watch those fucking women from 90s TV on an advert where their face is so fucking photoshopped, it's unbelievable. I'm supposed and I'm supposed to believe that skin cream made her look 25. Yeah, that's not a lie, is it? That's nothing, nothing, nothing inherently wrong with that. The joke is though, and this is why I bring that example up. Every dummy in esports dunked on that girl. But if L'Oreal came in to sponsor LCS, they'd piss their pants having a wank fest. It's a fucking joke. Like again, there's no rhyme or reason, there's no principles here. They just don't like person X, so they dunk on them. And then they turn around and welcome in person Y for the same reasons, which they like that person. It's just nonsense, isn't it? So when you say is it good or bad, right? Obviously, none of us are actually living out an ethical life based on well, except me, I've literally just turned down hundreds of thousands of dollars of Saudi money because the company that was going to invest in the i was involved with was bought by the savvy gaming group but none of you can still ever do it so get the fuck out of my face then if we go to the idea of what even is that premise like is it good or bad what does that even mean that's like saying right are guns bad for society well you're going to go well of course yeah i thought you, just, you, you know why they're not because you know the only way you can stop people with guns you've got to have guns so you've just fucking, you've done yourself there haven't you mate like, that doesn't make any sense. The premise is it's technology. Who is applying the technology? How is it being applied? That's the premise. So, I would say, is this way of doing it? So, for example, you could ask, like, is a team being sponsored by a crypto exchange good or bad for gaming? That would probably come down to your opinion if you're trying out what you're interested in with what your thoughts are on gambling, like I even regulated gambling. Is it a bad thing for society? If you think it is, then probably crypto is a bad thing. Do you think the stock market's a bad thing? Some people do. Some people just live a normal job, get a wage. Some people think it's an inherent way to make money based on, you know, your own now understanding of the bike, blah 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 all the rest of it now i'd skip to this part and i'd say this when you go to the whole angle of like what is the what is the function of them? Again, the people who have fucking CS Gore skins say that you are aware. The best CS Gore skin in the world doesn't change anything about the way the weapon handles. It's just paint job on the fucking gun. There's even one if people don't know where if you use the wrong resolution, the gun model actually comes out and it, it doesn't quite go off the bottom of the screen. If you use the wrong FOV, and so he just puts the same clip straight back in. It doesn't even put another fucking clip out. It's, the whole thing's nonsense. It's just stupid little graphics in it. So if you think that's fine, great. I never used skins myself. I never even really give. Fucking as I got them from like sponsors or whatever. So, personally, I'm not big into NFTs, not my thing. But I just say this as well if you think nfts are stupid bullshit it's just the same as the art business you're fucking moron in fact the joke is in the art business if someone steals my rembrandt unless i really have like some all super legit documentation and i can prove somehow forensically it's my rembrandt they've just stolen it i don't know if anyone knows world war ii after that was all about people just shipping around stolen art hidden everywhere and some of it was never retrieved ever well The way you know someone is an utter midwit on this topic is when they not in, a, not as a joke or a meme. They actually say, like, bro, I just right-click save as to your NFT. You don't even know what one is then. That's what's mad. You don't realize, essentially, the NFT is the certificate to the art, not the art. That's like you going to me. like It's like me going to Foxtrot. Oh, I've got this fucking banging Rembrandt that my uncle gave me. It's worth millions. And you go, ha. Can you put, it,
1: put it on the camera real quick. Bitch.
0: You just go, dickhead. I just downloaded it from Google Images. I've got it as well. It's like, no, because in any of the context that you'd really want it, to have the real one, to actually fucking be able to leave so you wouldn't have it in any of those means so so essentially that's why I say it. it's almost like whoever made the like right click thing I think whoever made it did it ironically and mm-hmm. then morons just don't get like sarcasm irony so they just picked it up and were like yeah oh, I just downloaded them all <laughs> so anyway now I'd go to one last point which is this when it comes down to concepts like what you said there like regulations obviously that's like a very hot button topic on things like gambling itself so being in esports were earlier I would just say this i'm personally a little bit jaded on regulation because regulation allows things like the financial crisis of 2008 where all the big banks in the world just lend loads of money out they lose it all in a criminal fashion by the way None of them go to prison except, like, one tiny Korean banker that was in America or something mad like that. And they all just waltz while then being bailed out by the public. So if that's, like, the top level of the fucking business, how is anyone at the bottom going to get talked shit on again? It's the same scenario. Has anyone noticed? This is how you know these are psyops. Because the only person they make you hate is one of us. It's your mate. It's the guy next to you. It's never the bloody guy who's actually making off with all the loot. Like, we're all going to talk about it. Like, oh, imagine if, they, if it was a scam NFT bloody hell how many fucking scams do you think they're at the top of business but the point is they just get to skip town don't they just no one clearly cares to me i think it's more like if you're fine with gambling this is the key line in the sand the rubicon i'll bring it back to this if you're fine with the premise of gambling if you're fine with the premise that art in itself beyond aesthetics doesn't have any inherent value but it's a collector's market spoiler you could even consider things like trading cards magic the gathering You know, the Black Lotus, that super expensive one that costs, I don't know, what is it now, 50k or something. You know, that's banned in, like, every single fucking competitive tournament, pretty much. You're not even allowed to use it. So, even though it's, like, an OP card, you just own it. Because it costs a lot of money, because other people bought it a lot. So again, if you're fine with all these things, then essentially it's just another form of income coming into the space. The joke is, as I'll I'll draw it right back, and this is what I'll say. I'll say it, if you want to talk on the most absolute sense, I think as tech, it's fine. I do think there will be a lot of scammers. By the way, spoiler, anytime there's anything that's exciting and new, loads of scammers get involved, even if the core principle is legit. Like e I don't know if anyone's ever been fucked awesome. over by overvaluation of esports. I don't know if you're aware of this, guys, but TSM isn't Willy Wonka. They don't actually make $400 million worth of chocolate bars. That's just a fucking nonsense idea that came out of nowhere. Like, Bjergson was winning LCS in 2013. The company was probably like $2 million. Then he's winning in 2016. It's probably like $35 million. And then he's winning in like... Two, like there was, oh, I guess he won in 2020. I'll give him that. I was going to make the joke. He never won after that. But he won in 2020, and all of a sudden it was worth $400 million, right? Why was it about him playing LeBron Kenzillian that made the company worth 400 million? Exactly. It's all nonsense. That's what the fucking business world is, you idiots. Like, the joke is in getting mad at it now, you actually just expose it. You don't know what the rider world's like. The world is fucking unfounded, boys. It is unmoored. It is rudderless. It's just nonsense. And then what happens is big business people get their mates in the government to put certain regulations that help them, but fuck all the enemies and all the people below them. So, what I would say is this. I would say if you don't have a problem with things that are like a little bit more questionable or people can lose money in, it's another source of income. But I would actually say in the sum total of things, I think it's worse, for example, to have like the Saudi Arabian fucking royal family fund a private fund and then buy up all the companies. And then everyone, like that neon deal that you just talked about there, Foxtrop. The joke is the neon deal, listen, it had a slightly offensive part that isn't in the buying aspect, which was they also were essentially sort of advertising something that might have like genocide attached to it. But the premise is it's surely worse for those people to just own Esports, not even just advertise one time. So the premise is, if we work for those, we're all just working for those guys. Like at that point, how is how is that not the number one story? So the NFTs are a fucking blip on the radar, compared to that, not least, because as Rich pointed out, you can have legit ones, of course. And at the moment, if anything, you're going to burn through all the morons now. You're going to actually see what's legit in the next few years. So I think it's fine because Esports at the moment is essentially totally unsustainable. I don't even know if it ever can be at this point in time. And it is basically... A bunch of people, companies playing chicken with each other raising salaries and tournament prize falls abroad everything's just bumped up so as a result you, you need as many money sources as you can it's not even the worst one
2: yeah the, la- the last thing i would just say by the way on on the the bizarre nature of how seriously or, or how funny people find like the stole your nft meme is like have you never heard of the concept of like having something that's fake like if you you know if you copied like a pokemon card and they said wow a charizard oh my god it looks in mint condition and like oh is it fake oh uh, (laughs) get that shit out of my face like how can you have that attitude to something like a fucking pokemon card which is basically as close to some of these stereotypical nfts that you can get basically a shitty little cartoon drawn image uh, and and like be like, oh, suddenly lose interest because it's fake. But if it's like, ha I stole your NFT or the reason why I gave the photo example as well. It's like, if I take a photo, like, I don't know of the Grand Canyon or something and post it on Twitter, no one's copying that and be like, ha ha ha, now your photo is mine. Like yeah, every, go
0: there. <laughs>
2: yeah, every, everyone <laughs> understands that the, the photo kind of only has value because I posted it. And to you, it doesn't really have any value yes. unless it was something truly unique. Like, I don't know, maybe Michael Jordan was there and you cropped me out. but I can still prove that it's the original and as soon as I prove that I have the original no one gives a fuck about your copy but for some reason you have such cognitive dissonance when it comes to nfts that you genuinely believe that it's somehow on a different level of humor to copy and paste an image even though it's the exact same thing of anything that's ever been faked or duplicated ever
1: I think something to to kind of summarize the whole argument really with nfts and crypto is it's just it's just more about misinformation again as well like I personally don't I don't really have a horse in this race Um, I view crypto more like on the lines of gambling exactly as you were saying Thorin and I think that's always like it's kind of it's a tepid area but you don't always see that yeah it's 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 something that I think needs you you've got to think about it carefully because obviously if you have a young and impressionable audience about the same time crypto nfts aren't really the spawn of the devil or at least it seems to me as as it would uh as, as public opinion would kind of lead you to suggest and i also think the important thing before you make any uh any assumptions or any conclusions about these kind of things you just got to think about who it is that's telling you what to believe right on social media you've got so much of this stuff where you just Piggybacking opinions, you know, and, and as soon as something becomes like the accepted general status That then just gets echoed around and around and that then becomes like almost uh, it, It's it's almost becomes a fact in and of itself and the uh, and why is that a fact? Well, that's just because how it is, you know Because that's just what someone has said and then it's been repeated and parroted and echoed and, and so on and so forth That's what it feels like with crypto and NFTs uh, So do your own research about it really is the important thing because I would say 90% plus of people who have opinions on crypto and nfts don't it just feels like they're parroting what other people have said about it and then you've got to think about why they're saying that and and a good answer is for example with the whole environment thing i do personally believe like, i know the whole climate change thing you touched on Thorin. extinction events if you don't know what those are if you're if you're watching this at home go look that up it's basically when the the, the world says fuck it the climate blows up on itself and then and then then we start afresh. And there's been like three or four of those, I think, or, or whatever. Climate change is definitely, it's not a man-made thing, it does happen. Um, but I still think you should be striving to do as least damage to the planet as possible. Um, but if someone's telling you that, oh yeah, badly, even if there was no
0: clashes, also just be a, just be a cool person and try and do less damage. You yeah,
1: know? exactly, exactly. Just, just be, a, you know, that's, that's pretty good angle itself, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's got its own value, hasn't it? Or, or, exactly. if,
2: or if you're so if you're so into your memes and find the meming of NFTs so hilarious, how funny would it be if NFTs literally blew the planet up? So fuck it, go wild. Why not? <laughs> you got you got fucking your whole family got wrecked and Florida got wiped away because of some fucking crypto punks that'd be funny wouldn't it hilarious wow
1: amazing absolutely hilarious and I think you're but sorry I was by the, the way point?
2: just on the record and say I do think 99 percent of nfts are absolutely shit. I don't personally own any and as far as I can see right now it's a completely useless market unless you want to flip them for money but at right. the same time but... that's got nothing to do with any of the reasons why you people have an issue with it so
0: Right, just is- just head into one of those modern art museums anywhere in fucking London, any major city. You'll see a, a, equivalent levels of shit. Remember, people do modern art, which is like an installation. It's them in like a tent, shitting in their pants, like, and they go, "It's just about the existential nature of man." Like, mate, that's as bad as a crypto punk right there. More, maybe more offensive. Crypto punk took ten minutes to make,
1: didn't it? That's <laughs> it as well with like. <laughs> <laughs> well that was gonna that was gonna be my second thing that I wanted to bring up is like the concept of inflated value. It's all over the shop. It's not oh, an NFT or crypto thing. Oh wow. Diamonds. They're literally not valuable at all. Yep. People tell double, you it's valuable. Yeah. <laughs> and so therefore they have they have value. But like Think about it. If you're watching this, you're probably a gamer of some kind. You're playing a zombie apocalypse game. Are you looting diamonds and and pieces of art and Rembrandts and and, and Picassos and stuff to bring around with you on your trips? No, you're not. not, Yeah. Exactly. All the important stuff is things you need to survive or things like cigarettes, which, you know, just a little alcohol, things that, you know, it still provides some kind of actual value to you as a human being, but none of this stuff when you really think about it has any value whatsoever nothing does nft's cryptos don't if you want to use that as a as a as a argument against them use it with literally everything like literally everything nothing really has any value when you really think about it so we've been talking about this for a long time actually I do want to kind of move on, but it is a mega hot topic and i'm I'm personally just curious to see how it's going to evolve because uh whenever well, there's money involved, it, like let's be real it's only going to get bigger it's like the like, Gablo, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and yeah, right, and exactly. yeah it's going to get I, I i believe that as well i think it's going to get more involved because there's because there's money and, and whenever what? there's money corporations sponsors whatever it is they're going to be interested in it and there's just literally no way around that. Like, By the no way, you're... that's
0: the other gross thing. A bit like the example I gave of that Valkyrie girl. Here's my mm. problem. The Saudi example of them buying ES on Fizz is the best example ever. Because the joke is, 99% of the people who are against Neom haven't said fucking diddly squat about this. Because it's mm. too big. The joke is, they're going to say to you, how dare you take that $100? Then they're going to go, I couldn't say no to a billion though. It's like, mm. fuck you. Like, your principles are totally whack. Essentially, all you were doing was, I just looked down at you because you didn't take enough money. That was evil. It's like, because that's the premise, right? Isn't it? Drop? The guy right now who maybe doesn't have an in on this stuff, he can now sit uh, as an outsider, the man outside the arena, just going dreadful. But the premise is if he was offered, you know, something worth a hundred thousand would he say no? A lot of people would then go, what can I say? is business. Like people have no fucking morals. That's why it's so whack. Everyone. Like the idea of in twenty twenty two, a bunch of gamers are all going. Ah, oh, know, I'm gonna have to morally frown upon this. Like, shut up, you fucking idiots. <laughs> isn't that? Isn't that's, That's why it gets
1: complicated. <laughs> because like, you got to pick your fights. No, like this is yeah, the thing. Is like, and this is a whack one to pick it. Like, pick someone better than this. Right, thing. I do agree with that. I, I do thought, agree with that.
2: <laughs> I really thought about the morality of esports as I was being driven home by my mum in her SUV. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> weird. there's no one going to have that meme of that World War II propaganda poster we all love that's a famous meme format where the dad, you know, the son's just asking him, like, oh, dad, what did you do when NFTs came out? And he's like, lol, I said I'd right-click, saved it, son. And <laughs> then the little kid goes, legend. Like, that's that, that meme will never actually be reality. It's a great meme, by the way, make that meme right now. But that, that that's the, won't be reality. Whereas, obviously, you could insert in that speech bubble a million real topics if you took a stance on You might be a hero in 30, 40 years. This is just some by-the-by shit, isn't it? Yeah. Flavor of the month.
1: And outrage is always, always sexy, right? So, oh, of course. I mean, you got yes. bored, bored people on the internet, and yeah, it's kindling for the fire in it. Anyway, I do want to move on here. Talk about e-sports <laughs> let's, let's actually talk about some e stuff, you know, well, because, yeah, sure. Crypto NFTs are sponsoring e You can just tell, right, that Rich wanted to talk about. It's like,
0: what's what's topic two? Like, should my mother have told me when I was 12 to go to school in those shoes, or should I be allowed the Jordans? I'm going to start. Look at me. Got... What's the next topic <laughs> the book's in? He had, like, a whole 20-minute bit prepared for that and all. The next all, all, unscripted. Is about, <laughs> all unscripted, all unscripted. Definitely okay.
1: Under
0: um, your brain, though, I can tell. I can tell.
1: How do you think HK deserved better? And what, wait, are we sure this isn't? Wait, sorry, I'm start now, I'm just kidding. That's not what the next topic is. I think the next topic. I went off get my blog. <laughs> that really
0: ended up getting really inflated in a couple of years didn't he <laughs> now of course, fuck all, can barely even get a game now but you know that's it many ways that's sort of a microcosm of, of crypto and nfts there boys the gate the i'm still holding my ankle Kieran, stock
2: until he drops <laughs> into the ground oh, of course of course.
0: that's like fucking right. apple mate you just ride that till the end yeah.
1: you know we're moving on we're moving on we're talking about valorant here now as well and some coaching scandals to do with their improper communication uh, G2 recently penalized because the G2 coach uh, wrote on a little piece of paper, good job guys or something like that and that was improper coach communication, you can't do that. So they were penalized. However, T1 recently off the back of that in the NAVCT qualifiers were actually disqualified and removed from the tournament after their coach David Dennis was passing on instructions in between the
2: rounds uh, so oh, there's a bit of david a, like, a bit dennis of... sorry david dennis is just the greatest name that's isn't a it? fake name, that name that man, is, that's not his I, name anytime you that's have two a, sort of a
0: fucking chris morris tv show <laughs> or something like some comedy show and over <laughs> to david dennis for the financial report
1: i think that's a brilliant name david dennis there's nothing wrong with that like Paul Allen. So like a conservative politician or something doesn't it <laughs> love it uh anyway david dennis aside here um i want to ask you guys about what you think with uh the whole kind of role of coaching in in games and kind of this this a little bit of this controversy i guess uh we should say about how much of an input coaches should slash could have during the games and how much should be left to the players i know we sort of talked about this a little bit last week actually specifically within counter-strike because it kind of inflates the or it affects the value of these, uh, like these in-game leaders and these players that can do both, right? That can shot call as well as, as fragging out. out. Um, but just in general, like, what do you think? I want to come to you first, Thorin. Here, um, what do you think? Like the rules should be surrounding coaches and their communication uh, in games such as Valorant and Counter Strike. You know, how much involvement should they be able to have during these live games?
0: Yeah, the main problem here is like the underlying topic that's not made explicit here is whether you're online or online. Because the issue for me is this, when you're online, it becomes incredibly difficult to enforce any rules whatsoever. So I'll give you an example. This happened in CSGO. You started out and it was like, right, we're well, just going to let coaches generally talk online. You know, it's all going to be okay. But then the premise was, what if the coach has the stream open on his phone on like a, a stream where not much delays, watching the opponents? What if the coach like, you know, fucking signals someone? Now what they would do then is they would have everyone have webcams, we would have a cam set up so we can see is there anyone in the room, right? If you don't know how cheating works, it's like viruses and vi- antiviruses. The, you're always one step ahead of them. So if they ban that, then what you do is you have someone in another room. By you could even have a fucking system of mirrors that could show you what the person is saying. So the premise is like if we're on LAN, I think personally on LAN, as long as you're just stood behind the players, you should be able to say anything because I think it's like sports. It's too hard to enforce otherwise when you say something, was something an emotion that you're expressing? Was it a command to the person? I think you get into a really, again, like I said, it's almost uninformed. I feel like online I understand why there's an issue and you should probably have a baseline like you should essentially decide when do they talk if they talk during a timeout or before the game after the game if they do that then you do your best to enforce it like you have cameras set up if you catch someone blatantly you have to punish them but people are always going to get around it so my main issue is this is like I think this is one of those ones where whatever you set the initial precedent as so if coaches can't talk at all then yes it doesn't matter. here's the problem it doesn't matter what you said that is a form of cheating because it's breaking the rules but the reason this contrast is given here is it is different to hold up a thing that says nice job guys it's quite unlikely that's some super coded message that's probably just nice job guys if you do I think that guy said something like you're one in two or some fucking that's clearly you are attempting to give them information that's a a more severe form of cheating but you have both broken the rule and as I say if you're going to enforce it like the premise is you can or you can't talk it's not even just about the quality of what you're saying the reason I also though feel like you've got to be really careful with how you do it is because in Counter-Strike at the moment we actually had this happen at the majors where Valve basically tried to make it like we're going to enforce this as hard as possible and they said you couldn't even literally clap or like celebrate when something happened because the logic went maybe like you know clapping slow means like slow it down I I want and like listen once we get into that area like I said you, that's just that's a descent in a madness because you're trying to like literally like interpret every single thing as some obscure thing and also I'll say is. I think it's also unenforceable because this happened at the major. There were coaches, right, sitting behind their teams in incredibly important rounds. A, t- a player wins an incredible 1v3, and the coach has to go, like, because he can't react, he can't even as a human being react. So, by the way, the next stage, if you're going to go along those lines, is he now has to be in a separate room where he's just watching a screen with, an, with a communication device that opens and closes when he can. Like at this point in time, like how much are we going to sort of like wreck the sport? Like I know that in our games what makes them different from a lot of sports is we have the information burden that you don't have. You have the fog of war, you have the opponent's POV you can't see. Whereas like you know in football you can see all the people etc. But even so, like we can't. If my opinion, if you remove the human element, I'm willing to accept the time. Tiny bit of fuckery if it allows essentially like the gist of the human element of like you're there with the boys you are part of the game you can celebrate to some degree don't blatantly cheat if we catch you doing that of course we punish you so i think it's a really complicated topic personally and for me that's why i say i think everyone should decide at the beginning what they think's fair and then we'll put the punishments in you can't just go well because it, riot said it like maybe i disagree with riot you know
1: yeah i think that's I, I think that's something that gets really underrated in esports is that like just how much it's, it's an entertainment product you know, if, if you see the reactions, there's something I always found funny with, like, being being rude in League of Legends myself, but also dabbling in different esports just because I enjoy watching them. Like, I'll use Counter-Strike as, as a relevant example. Like, the, the difference in stereotypes between your average CSGO gamer and your League of Legends gamer. You now, you're seeing CSGO players, you know, like, they're proper up against their monitor, and then when anything cool happens, they're screaming, like, they're huge arms because for some reason are all fucking hench yeah. and like they're going mental and you look at that and you're just like yeah that's great you know And i love that energy and then even when you see like the live events like just the energy and the crowd and all that stuff it it's it feeds off of the energy from the players like the whole the the, the whole energy of that esports sim- similar for, for fighting games as well in my opinion it's great and i love seeing that and then league of legends when you've got people who you know like they, they have like reaction cams right a lot of the times during replays and it's like you know yankos is sitting well yankos is a bad example because he's always energetic but like, your average your average joe league legends pro player sitting there he gets a kill and he's like that's your replay cam He doesn't do anything man he's not even hyped up he's not like like you know they're just this is not that same level of energy and i watch that and i just think like there's just it's just so different and, and 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 where this is relevant to the whole coaching thing is i agree like You've got to keep the human element in there and if your coach is getting hyped up behind the bench that's what you like to see you can even see that sometimes even in the league which i say is, is, is lower energy when they are in a separate room right they're not on stage with the players like i, I just i love seeing that and i don't think you can take that away and you're getting way too silly if you're saying you can't clap or you can't react. Like that's just that that is absurd. Uh Rich on commentary, what do you think about uh coaches' communications during games? Uh what should their role be?
2: when just to touch on that last point you made, when when it comes to LAN, can't you just have uh assist, like where they you know the headphones they used to have at the International, like they'd put them in these like soundproof booths anyway, and then they gave them these fat headphones. Like, can't you just give the coaches like the lawnmower style headphones with a mic and then a referee or someone's just muting their mic whenever they're not allowed to talk? Isn't that a thing? Because if all the players are wearing like decent headsets with decent uh, sound, um, uh, with, with good sound buffering, I so, then yeah. if some if there's a referee who's just controlling when a coach can and can't talk, like, oh, they called a timeout on mute or whatever it is, surely that's a pretty foolproof solution, assuming the logistics of setting them up, that up.
0: Basically what's on. already done as far as I know.
2: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess. So, I mean, my sort of overarching take on this is, I don't think anyone believes, or I don't think most people believe that coaches should be allowed to talk during rounds. Like as a general principle, that would seem a bit weird. I think that does take away from the fundamental skill of the players um, in game needing to think and adapt for themselves. I mean, that is a, a skill set. Otherwise it just become, fuck it, just have five uh, 2012 mm. prime screams on your team and he doesn't have to do any thinking, but just click on heads. Like, I think that would take away uh, and change the dynamics too much of how important a coach is once the game starts. Um, But I also think there's a danger that some people want things to mirror traditional sports too much. And they're like, oh, well, uh, a coach in the NFL can't talk during this, or at least not going to be able to come during this or this or this or whatever. And I don't think we should be so stringent to, you know, make sure that we mirror that. For me, it comes down to basically one simple question, which is, should coaches be allowed to talk in between rounds? And I think that's like the most interesting part of this. Obviously, they can already talk during timeouts in Counter-Strike and Valorant, from what I know. Uh, And to be honest, I'm not actually sure what my opinion is on the answer to that. Um, I'd actually like to see it trialed at an event and see how it goes where basically the coach's mic is muted until the round is over and then during the bye phase he is actually allowed to say okay you guys play that way too fast let's try B do that I would actually be interested to see how that works I think in if they can speak in between rounds but not during the round then the role of the quote-unquote in-game leader is still very much relevant and not really changed that drastically other than during the bye phase he's not you know, maybe the the main person talking about what they should do. Um, but that also doesn't mean that he, you know, can't get it off script or, or make a call mid round if he if he thinks he sees something. So I would be interested to see that. Something else I'd also add as well, just this is out of pure curiosity, this will never happen. But I think it'd be really fun to just see one tournament a year where basically the coach just can talk whenever he wants for the whole thing. Just to see what the potential impact of coaching is, you know? I mean in in a game like League of Legends, this would be like that would be amazing. Amazing, yeah. obviously. If you had
0: like Mythzy or someone, or anyone on that level as your shot caller, or someone helping you add ideas. You could imagine the macro would get insane, yeah. wouldn't
2: it? Yeah, that that would be super interesting, and it would change the whole. Uh, sort of uh off-season ethos as well about the kinds oh, of players that you were yes, interested in having absolutely. I mean suddenly having like five 17 year old uh, mechanical gods could actually be a thing mm-hmm. if you again if you have Mithy or uh High or someone who really understands their shit, talking you through it so yeah out of pure curiosity I think that'd be really fun to see obviously I suspect that would not be the way to go but as I said for me it comes down to basically do you think coaches should be allowed to talk in between rounds or not and personally, I, again, I don't know, but I would actually be interested to see that. I would like to see 1TO try that and see how, how that actually impacted the, the results versus the expectations going into the tournament of the teams based purely on skill level and not, you know, on coach diff.
1: I think it's an interesting uh, topic to talk about. And it's very unique to CS or to shooters specifically, right? Or, or games that have like rounds set up. Um, because when when you think about something like league, for example, you know, coaches on stage they do the they do the drafting, um, and then league is essentially one like forty minute round. <laughs> you know, like there is no talking between rounds. There's nothing to do in between rounds. Uh, it would be interesting to see actually how a coach could inf- influence that. I wouldn't mind from from a from a from a viewer standpoint. Uh, it would be it will be cool to see just like the different like how the meta would change. I guess I know I know like metas and stuff. Uh, don't influence shoes as much as like some other esports i'm not going to say there isn't such a thing as a meta and whatever their balance changes always will be um but whether you could just as you said rich have like just five 17 year old gods just with these insane mechanics and reactions and then uh, you get like some old geezer who's been playing since 1.6 in the background and just uh keeping them in checking and, and and telling them what to do i think that'd be really interesting and to pair those up against some of the best teams of Well, I guess you you obviously can't do it best teams of the era because that's impossible to do but to see which one actually comes out on top You know whether that would actually work or whether that's uh, unrealistic Anyway, we'll move on from that one now. Uh, We've done enough talking about shooters It's time to talk about something that uh, I'm more familiar with. It's League of Legends We're gonna make some really quick though because we are well too long on NFTs and crypto and the coaching stuff was interesting but We've already gone for about an hour here, and that's uh, yeah, we've still got a whole other topic to talk about. So, really quick, decided, undecided, what do you think, Rich Thorin? Do you think Team Liquid, after their showing from the lock in tournament, are the guaranteed winners of spring split for the LCS, or do they have someone coming up to take that from them? I'm going to you first, Rich. Team Liquid, are they going to take it all?
2: I'm going to say yes. Uh, obviously nothing is certain and nothing is definitive but to be honest after watching the Logkin tournament I'm actually not really excited for LCS at all Uh, I think TL will walk spring Um, Riot also said that this year going forward they're going to try and do like fewer massive meta swings during splits so if they're in a zone where they feel like they're strong uh right now with Mm. their picks and able to play the kinds of picks that they want to play that's not going to get massively overhauled randomly just before playoffs or something if riot at least is true to their word so yeah i'm actually not really that excited i think as i said tl i think they'll walk spring um but you know according to gilhoto i guess team liquid are just by far the best western team as well so that's (laughs) interesting isn't it as he declared that the lcs level is actually above the lec level and how easily they won the lock-in tournament I guess we can all look forward to uh, seeing TL, um, you know, doing a G. Final, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I was going to say winning MSI, as presumably this okay, is just the second incarnation of G2 2019. So yeah, looking forward to seeing their international performance. I'm sure it won't massively disappoint. Back.
1: Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure LCS will do great in that one accordingly. It's like all, all the all the big mouths from EU, when they go over to NA, it's just the same thing, but then they say the same stuff about NA. It's just how it is, right? You've got to represent your own region. Doran, is it decided? It seems like we're going to take spring. I do think they have the best roster, but I'm not as certain as riches
0: I mean, I will say the lock in tournament, if you remember, like like even Team Liquid didn't like they didn't have Core JJ, so they didn't have their exact mm. lineup. So the problem I have is I still think on paper that like I know Cloud9 now is spinning this whole PR angle of like we actually have a ten man roster and we like all that means basically is there's maybe one person like isn't fully fitting the bill and they're gonna let other people they have to pretend it's not just him, you have to make everyone compete for the spot. But spoiler, there's no world where they're putting someone else in except Fucking summit and fudge Are they a blabber So like that I don't even know why We're pretending that So in my opinion If you put the five that In the off season They signed for Cloud9 The LS project basically Like Mate, the top side of that map could be fucking amazing in the LCS. Like, the, the summit is one of the best players in the world potentially. Blabber is obviously really good. Fudge, I'm assuming, will be good for any. So, I think like the Cloud9 roster certainly could give them some challenge. The problem is we just haven't seen that roster really play, so I can't really know how good they'll be in the game. So, I'll say Team Liquid's like the prohibitive favourite, but I don't. And I, th- I think it still could be pretty wide open. And I'll also say this as well. I generally find it's weird because I respect a lot of the actual coaches in LCS, but I find the. Co- like the outcome of it to be very lackluster like I'm never impressed by the macro of most of the teams they tend to still just fucking team fight that's all they do they still they go for like dragon steps when they're not even they haven't got the comp and they're not going to attempt mm. to take it like they just essentially watch someone else take a dragon because in their brain it's like some whack version of Koreans where it's like you all try to do the same thing at the same time and whoever's slightly better and slightly ahead just edging it out so in my opinion like if you look at the rosters that have the good players on Cloud9 Team Liquid maybe I could go with Evil G Geniuses, but I think that's a bit more debatable because I think the three primary laners like they're all essentially rookie material still I think the, the big two though I think they could it could be mega competitive in LCS
1: I like that um you know talking about the right not wanting to change too much with their patches and then it was like the first patch in the new season they changed teleport which completely changed the whole meta of the game and uh, how it will function so that was uh that was very nice I think for what it's worth uh Team Liquid is it decided yeah, fuck it. I'll say team, if we're going to take it all. Well, I actually re- I think. You have the best one in roster, let's be real. Sure, 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 sure. And I think if you're going to, you know, put down some bets and, and your odds will be highest for team liquid, I don't think anyone would argue against that. But is it really f- decided? I actually, I-, I like what Bipro is going to bring to NA. I just think his mentality is, is, um, it's something that North America just seems to lack, like the indecision with their macro. Sort of what you were talking about as well, Thorny, is that they seem to have like mismatched, um, like uh, what? What my? What's the word I'm looking for here? Like they'll, they'll do things that isn't suited to their team comp, or when they're not in a good spot to do so, or they'll be off tempo and, and stuff like that. And Wipo is quite a uh, quite a powerful voice. He's quite opinionated as well. And if you saw any of the Fnatic mic checks when they were at Worlds, he's 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 a big voice in the team, even though, yeah, like as a top lane, often you think of them as more, I mean, I guess he was playing jungle at the time, but even so, just like, even when he was in top, he still had quite a commanding voice in, in uh, the way that the game was played. I think that'd be very valuable to a uh, LCS team and they get to have, you know, you're talking about the the LS project and all the magic that LS as a coach will have uh, nothing on Team Liquid's coach, Blue Pro's girlfriend. So we'll move on to our third topic of the day here, some more League of Legends. We're talking about stocks Where is she? She's not been on the LEC at all. She was meant to be on week three, but negotiations fell through. She's not been on yet. She took some time off because she did have that, I, think, I believe her mother passed away, which is absolutely tragic. And uh, she, obviously she needed her some time. That's totally, absolutely understandable, uh, but hasn't been able to get back onto the show, not because of her personal uh, things going on, but... Purely for business reasons, it would seem like from the communication that we've seen on social media. Um, I personally miss shocks, um, but I, you know, I want to get your your opinions uh, on the LEC without her. You know, how how is the LEC looking without shocks as a face? And, and if this was to become a long term thing, not saying that it will do in the immediate future at all, but just in general, kind of theorizing here. Um, how do you see an LEC without shocks, uh, Thorin? I'm going to come to you first on that.
0: I mean, I think you could make a very strong case. Assuming we're not, like, doing the old thing of, like, Faker's still the most important person in League of Legends, but because he's the face of the game, go, all, all, all the accomplishments. Because, by the way, spoiler, like, that, if anything, sort of wearing a bit thin now, actually. Like, there's a lot of people who could have started watching League in the last two or three years. You never saw the real Faker. So, actually, you're just going off some fairy tale, No, I mean, campfire stories from the OGs. So, I would say, unironically, uh, bearing in mind I'm in the Anglosphere of the people who know English language and watching English language broadcasts, i don't know like what the chinese cast is about she's far as far as i'm concerned she is the face of league of legends literally league of legends mm-hmm. like it's not just lec on lec she is obviously like the main th- 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 through line for the entire lec eulcs but you go to msi you go to worlds like if shocks isn't there it you, you already it feels weird already feel it feels weird watching lec now despite the fact by the way some of the people they have their mega like lore, et etc but it's not shocks is it that's the thing they have a different skill set and certainly you can't and you would never want to plug and play someone in Watch Dogs because I think she has a totally unique skill set with her background in all business and all sorts. Of shit. How many years she's been a gamer, been around League of Legends the entire time, those people. So to me, I think actually, if you know esports, I know CSGO, Daughter, League of Legends. Like, I have some people I'd put up against you if they want to see how skilled are they. Like I think Machine's amazing from CSGO. If you want like a, more of an OG vibe, Richard Lewis can be very good. Maybe he's not as pleasing on the eyes for obvious reasons. A bit of a fucking reamed out boomer. Not that I want to talk. But I would say, (laughs) I think Shox is a complete package in that sense. I think she's massively important. And I, I understand. Listen, here's the one part that's probably not shaded into this discussion because fans just don't know this. Listen, she ain't going just for the love of the game. She also wants to get paid. Understand yeah. that, which is why there's a negotiation, I would imagine. I'd imagine it's the terms of the deal or how, what, maybe how long it is or what does it include. There's a million factors that can go into it. So I can't always say if it's right or wrong, who's who's on that. But I personally just hope for both parties, the LEC and for Shox. I think it's best for everyone if she comes back to the LEC. Like I said, for me, she's the face of League of Legends.
1: Why are you, Rich? Do you think Shock's the face of League of Legends?
2: Uh, I do not, but I do I I know what Thorin means and I don't necessarily disagree. My conclusion just wouldn't be that therefore I think she's the face of League of Legends. The thing is, for me, and I, I sort of alluded to this a little bit on, on Twitter, as much as I rate Shocks as a host for LEC, I don't actually see that much value in paying her what she deserves. And by that I mean clearly, you know, as you guys already alluded to the reason she hasn't come back as she has said herself so this is not speculative yeah, is true. a business decision essentially she's not being paid what she wants to be paid which is fair enough and her market value should be high and um you know rightfully so i just think that where the lec is now it's not and maybe this is a little bit of a hot take but i don't think it's that heavily impacted by her presence or lack thereof i just don't i think the how i would measure that or or what i would hypothesize um as as metrics for measuring that is i believe that other than maybe let's say the first week back when she's like woohoo i'm back yeah great other than that i don't think you would see any difference in viewership if it were possible to create two parallel scenarios where one's with shocks and one's without shocks that is nothing against what she does as a host or her competency as a host i just think lec has reached the point where it no longer needs her to be a viewership driver um and again i said this on twitter but if i'm riot and i believe that shocks is important and i want to work with her and i want her to have as much value for me as you know for for what i'm going to apparently be paying her which i'm guessing is more than she's been paid up to this point which would make sense i would want to see her hosting lcs um now obviously i think that's very unlikely and i doubt she would want to do it um but just from a pure value perspective Uh, I think, you know, the LCS broadcast, in my opinion, is in desperate need of a shake-up. I think she'd be a great catalyst for that. And I think it would actually impact viewership in a positive way. Whereas with the LEC, I think people love having shocks. I like seeing shocks on on the desk and doing the hosting role. But I doubt anyone would stop watching because she's not there. Uh, And that might might sound harsh, but I I do genuinely believe that. Uh, I'm not trying to diminish her contribution in any way. But I think honestly at this stage when you're dealing with something as big as uh, the lec is becoming unless you are a truly mind-blowingly transcendent talent that like goes above and beyond the role then i don't really think you're going to have that great an impact on whether fans choose to watch games or not and that again that's mainly because of the nature of the role right it's just not Mm -hmm. that important And, and with machine as well right like machine's a great example machine is a really good host and mediator and moves things along and knows when to keep going and when to cut away all this other stuff but if there's a big major obviously it's not really it's kind of apples to oranges because it's not really the same thing but I don't think anyone would decide, like, "Ah, you know what? I was kind of hyped for this major, but Machine's not going to host it, so I'm not going to watch. I think that would make up such a small proportion of potential viewers who would come to that decision, and I think the same is true of Shocks. So, as I said, I could actually see a world where Riot don't resign her. wait a
0: minute wait a minute wait a minute because there's the thing rich if you're going to push people and push edgy topics the phrase the question was phrased as how valuable is shocks to the lec so by the logic of uh, what you to... just said logic is not very valuable yeah, okay right? so
2: yeah uh, so that must please,
0: be your conclusion yes surely, it is
2: right? it is my conclusion to the lec not very valuable to riot potentially very valuable but not yeah. not with the lec project
0: by the way, let me push back a little bit, though. I totally agree, by the way, on the premise that like, it's not like I don't think that many people are going to tune in or tune out based on these people being on the broadcast. CSGO is a great example, by the way, because we just had one that doubled the viewership record. And yet the joke was the talent was actually heavily padded because it was all the old school people. So logically, if people would, who were, who'd been watching CS for the last two years wanted to see the people they'd heard commentate the game and they didn't, They would tune out, right? They didn't. Everyone in the universe tuned in and watched the major. So essentially, none of us, let's be real, no matter how big a cast of egos get, like for raw viewership, The lowest common denominator guy doesn't really know that. He doesn't know the difference between Shox, Law, and any person you put in that role whatsoever. He doesn't, unfortunately. He's waiting for the game. But the problem for me is this. I obviously don't view value based on what a random pleb thinks. I just numbers on the fucking Twitch counter. I view it on things like how good is the polish of the person. So I'll give you an obvious reason, by the way, why I think Shox is incredibly valuable and underrated reason, which is in the modern day, because of all this... Atmosphere of diversity and inclusion, they are going to, no matter what, put a certain amount of women on broadcasts. And I'll tell you what, if you take shocks off, there is nobody, even Law, who, by the way, is a lot of people don't know. Just go look how old she is. She has been in esports for quite a long time. She was mainly in the French scene. She was a journalist. She's done loads of stuff you guys don't know. She didn't just pop up a few years ago on LEC. Even she wouldn't, like I say, tomorrow be able to replace shock. She could grow into that. because She'd probably need a few more years herself. But if you take these people out of the equation and just throw a random person on the screen, maybe the viewership's the same. But to me, the value diminishes incredibly. Because I'm thinking of what I consider like the inherent value of the broadcast, performance, etc., etc. And then I would just say the other one thing I would add on this particular topic is what 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 was the other angle you had for that? to riot yeah there's the one thing i would say is this i agree with you i don't think on lec or lcs for that matter the host can ever be like the most important person because it's basically about the game and the analysts and stuff but i do think that they are massively underused when they are people like shocks like i actually think you can see a bit of this in CS:GO. spoiler i'll give everyone a little peel behind the curtains when people i don't i can't talk about the other ones because some of the others are different but if you've ever seen a desk that was me and richard lewis or Sponge and machine and yanko none of that is scripted we don't even talk about our points before we go live. It is all freeform. They are just that good at their job, right? I think that's... If you You could throw shocks into that world, and she would thrive where other people, including really good people in this would sink like a stone. They would never be able to look at fuck with their level. So to me, I actually think she's underused. So I sort of agree with you, Rich. If I'm just going, if I'm Riot, does it make sense to pay her x versus someone else's like i don't know a tenth of x then yeah if you just do purely pushing pencils and papers around it makes more sense to just go the cheap option but if in terms of if you actually ever have built the show around her and what she could do and segments i think you could do so much more with her on that show mate so and I, probably it will happen in other esports i would predict
2: so i have a i have a cynical question for both of you now obviously this this is nothing to do again Man. again with the the person in question because i think she's uh can be good at uh, what she does but <laughs> do you think there was an element of sort of promoting Trouble Inc, uh ahead of schedule, let's say, because Shocks wasn't going to be there for the first few weeks? Or do you think that was sort of... Uh...
0: Listen, just knowing Riot Games, like, I know everyone's going to say publicly they're all great to work on but no Riot Games does have like an element of that like the problem they have is it's an inherent problem in esports by the way most tournament organs, not even the game devs on some level they never want to give you they don't want you to actually be the face of their product they want you to be a really good person on their broadcast but they don't want you to have them over a barrel of negotiations they always want to know they've got an option to take the deal off the table so I think yeah absolutely do they want like other women who have all the qualities you want in their talent who are fresh on the scene even maybe have different appeal. Like, do they want them to come and challenge so that it drives the rates down, makes you more competitive? You have to say, yeah, of course. I think they do. I think it's cynical like that personally.
2: But that wasn't uh, that wasn't quite the question, though. If you had to guess,
0: oh, I don't know if they did it specifically in this case. I can't tell because here's the thing: I, might... I, I, j- I joked to Fox drops. So I'd ask him about this because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, guess yeah. it, I don't. I don't really know why. Like, I thought troubling. I thought this was the split. She was going to get like a full time gig, like Cadrill stuff. So I, I don't really know the rhyme or reason of that Fox drop. Same with you, mate. I don't know why randomly I see you on like week five and then I, do I I'll see you again until summer. I never know how that works, mate.
2: I don't I'm not in the league in that sense, you know. <laughs> week, week no five, week five.
0: What would, what would you speculate about Foxdrop?
1: So I, firstly, actually, I'd like to challenge what you said about shocks jumping into the whole, um, yeah, the the esports crowd of of just winging it, basically. Um, from working with shocks, one of the things that is absolutely that just kind of blew me away about working with her is how hardworking she is because she preps everything but I don't think she would, she would suit, uh, I don't know whether she, I'm sure she could do it because I do think she's very much a natural at that kind of stuff, but I don't think she would be comfortable, at least to begin with, and I don't think she would opt into it if she had a preference. She plans ahead, she, she marks everything down, she's, she, she is very much a planner and a prepper, so, uh, for me, I, I, I say that as a compliment because she works fucking hard, she's like, I, I personally, I don't, like whenever we have rehearsals and like at cut you, it's you mentioned... off
2: for just one second sorry mate i just need to make a quick yep. tweet foxtrop hates women okay just two out of the three sorry carry on
1: <laughs> okay and let me tell you about this black guy you once had on the show no i'm kidding um don't tweet that um where, where, where was i really throwing me off she was really hard working because she proposed, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, she's, she's, she's mega hard working yeah but like, all of all of the all of the um rehearsals that we had it was essentially like a rushed version of the of the show like you're expected to give like your your, your the points that you're gonna say so everyone knows what you're gonna say before you say that like, if, the... if you come
0: from other games that's wild because i'll give you an example if i do a rehearsal foxtrot i just hmm. go like blah, blah 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 over to you because i'm not gonna waste my points on you yeah, right exactly actually like, unique and i
1: i, I talked to um i'm friends with uh georgia fuck fuck me from oh my the, God. Um,
0: Valorant yeah casts, there you go. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I'll just know your life better than you, Fox <laughs> Yeah, it. you do. <laughs> you should really do. <laughs> um, and I was talking to her about the exact same thing, and I told her about the rehearsal thing. And she was like, "Yeah, that's crazy." You know, I don't give my points away. We want like genuine interaction yes, exactly. on the desk. And, and and I'm like, yeah, that actually makes more sense to me. That's how I prefer to do an eSports broadcast. But that's yes. just not how League of Legends is done. Or at least in my experience, at least he's done. Uh, but there's a question about the other Georgia, Trouble Inc., on the show. Uh, was she brought up to replace shocks or in anything like that? Um, I'm going to say no. I'm pretty confident that no. Uh, I don't believe that Riot is looking to replace shocks in any way. And uh, they're more training Dracos and Law to do that than anything else they're not they're not hiring from the outside for that if you notice Drake has been hosting a lot more of uh of LEC. Uh, quick shots on a bit as well um and, and Laura's well that they're, they're giving her more she she was like just the interviewer like that was that oh, was guys primary guys role right exactly and now they're moving her into more of a, more of a hosting role as well you can always tell as well as um, what rights thinking about uh, as whether they put right casters on e masters because I know, yes, right casters don't really care about e masters that much. Um, I remember being on e masters casters working with so being on e masters working with right casters, and like it's the day of the show and they don't know who's playing, it's they don't in know the what account. countries, yeah, yeah. I remember actually being with one of them. I want, I don't know whether this is for me, this is more of a funny story than like a dig or anything like that, but I won't name them just in case, yeah, it yeah. sounds kind of rude, of but um. We were doing E-Masters and, and like he was looking at the uh, the teams and, and where they came from and, and the graphics. It just had like the flags, right? of And then like, you know, Spanish flag, motorcycle yeah. riders, blah, 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 whatever. And I shit you not, he knew like one out of 20 flags, oh, of course. just like he doesn't know Portugal. He didn't yeah, know yeah. like France or anything. I was shocked. I was like, what is this education level? To be fair, like I say, I don't think that that's not like a bad of <laughs> thing. Like, he, yeah, that's so that's an american education thing i thought it was funny as fuck like he doesn't I've absolutely none of the flags blessed um
2: okay so he's american
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah i know i know i know but like that's the thing it's very relevant to the story this person <laughs> oh, God, was american
2: please
1: yeah. um you're
0: out of east man? 2021. Right,
1: i'm exactly i may as well i'm done at this point but like but like I say, I wasn't like, that's spe, that specific, the flag one. That he wasn't, oh, yeah. yeah, that was, I just found that pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. And like I no thought maybe his flag,
2: beard though. was getting in the way of, uh, yeah, no, keep going, keep it, going. Keep so going. I don't want to else. interrupt your flow,
1: mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could not believe it when he didn't know all those flags, whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, anyway, they made they made law hosts ear masters because obviously they're looking to promote her internally as well. Um, the reason why trouble was getting on the lec and i kind of was a bit surprised that she wasn't on the full-time broadcast as well because i know as well i like, right, some very keen on getting diversity hires whether that's women or, or people of color or something like that i know that because i've been told that it was a very weird oh sort of a weird conversation that i i don't know if it was it felt weird it felt weird i was basically reassured that some of the people that were getting onto the broadcast it wasn't Simply because they were diversity hires Although they were very keen on getting diversity hires I was like, yeah, I didn't assume that was why they were on Because I know these people are very good casters But thanks for telling me, I suppose It was it was very peculiar, it was a weird conversation Anyway, um, Trouble lives in Germany, that's why And if you look at all the broadcasts that are on LEC right now Covid and Brexit are mega cucking talent There's no uh, UK based talent on LEC Uh, and the only ones that are are ones that live in germany or have moved to germany gulberg moved to germany trouble's been living in germany for ages Uh, and there's a new guy Namira, who's been on he was actually on today and i think uh, yesterday as well uh he's moved to germany uh, too so that's what that is and i I don't know why gulberg got the promotion over trouble whatever that is but um yeah it's they're not trying to replace shocks with with trouble at all um but i uh, to be honest, personally, I think shocks is. Um, I think trouble is actually really good on camera. I think that's like her strongest, like a biggest strength is like she's charismatic. She has on camera presence, which is something I'm actually very critical of, of of a lot of broadcast talent. They know their stuff, they know what they're talking about, and uh, they'll break the game down down well, and all that lovely business. But their actual like charisma and natural flow, and just the way they can even just hold conversations on camera. I just feel like it's lacking honestly personally um and you mentioned why machine you mentioned machine was like like such a good host uh, with Cisco as well I'm in love with that man and that's because he oozes charisma he's like the most charismatic guy in esports, uh, and you can throw him into any situation I've worked with him on various broadcasts like LEC and, and even when ESL was doing the UK scene they brought yes. him they brought him in um and mate, honestly you could throw him into like I think he flew in the same day. He was probably had like no sleep or anything like that. Um, we were all in suits and he just wore his denim jacket and he was the star of the show. Like, you know, I don't think he knew anything that was happening on the broadcast, but he just does it so naturally. And that's something that we that we really lack, I think, in League of Legends, especially in EU casting, uh, EU talent. Uh, but Trouble's got that in spades. That's the point I was trying to make. So there you go. Long roundabout answer to answer your question, Rich. I don't think they're trying to replace Shocks with Trouble at all. Anyway, I don't know why I finished the sentence and I didn't say anything, because I'm a host, so we can move on now. Uh, we miss shocks. I think she should come back, and I also, to your point, Rich, about saying, does viewership, is viewership affected? I agree, I don't think it is, but I would also say that doesn't affect... I still think she's very valuable to the broadcast, because it's things like, uh, is... Uh, like the the, the the graphics that they have on the show, does that are people tuning in for that? Is it the fact that the studio is is, is presented in the way that it is, and the branding of it all, and, and like the light shows they have, and all the music and stuff, and the, and the replay packages they do? Are people watching for these things? No, but when you put them all together, it creates a really good product, and. Yeah, but the that difference is
2: that Riot Games paid a kid on the internet five pounds for those brackets, and they probably want to pay Shox like high well, six figures. So that's... sure, you
1: can argue, you can argue about that. Absolutely, like that's definitely it. I just, you know, the bottom line. I just hope that Shox is getting respected in the in the negotiations. I I have an inkling that what's happened is with the way that she worded her tweet is like there was an agreement. Like she's like, "Yo, I want five pounds." Um, it's probably a little bit more than that, but let's say for sake of I want five pounds. Right? I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Um, yeah, that sounds great. I'll circle with the team and I'll get back to you uh, in a few days. Three weeks pass. It's the day before LEC, and right, it's like okay, we can't do five pounds. Would you take two pounds? And Shrox is like, no, I won't take two pounds. Right. Well, then I guess you can't be on week three. <laughs> That's how I imagine the negotiations hey, going. negotiation. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, and yeah. I, d- I just. I really hope I'm projecting here, and that's not how. I suspect something similar like that might have gone on. <laughs> or yeah.
2: maybe Frost just her agent now.
1: Oh gosh, okay, that's a great time to move on. Uh, we were, she wasn't even a part of this, man. we did actually draw that into it?
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> bingo referencing these. Yeah, there been.
1: you go. Just ticking that one off. You've got to mention that. All right, so with, that's all the topics we're going to talk about today. But we do have some little more stuff for you before we head off. Uh, I don't know who's winning in our in our who wins competition here, where we have little wagers throwing against rich. They predict some outcomes of upcoming esports results, uh, and the first uh, five, I believe, it is has to do a forfeit. I think we're. I'm going to say one one. One. one, one, one and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're one and one so far. Okay, cool. So this week we're going to be betting on the LCS. Uh, although it was Richie won last time, I should I should give you credit on that one. Rich, well done You are... Uh, astralis pig outperformed fanatic in the uh thumb spark <laughs> i will say it was it was a
0: one of attrition at the end
1: there were no winners <laughs> no, there were no
0: winners okay
1: exactly. <laughs> Apart from no winners, me. But <laughs> rich somehow to uh, squeeze one out right there um we've got eg versus cloud nine in the lcs who's going to be taking this one at uh, this weekend burin who's your money on
0: Obviously, the one issue I have here is, and I'm not sure if this information is out there, I can't be certain exactly which players will play for Cloud9. So if they play with the exact same lineups that they had in the lock-in tournament, obviously I think EG, as is shown in the lock-in tournament, would have a good chance. But if they play with the real Cloud9 lineup, the one that I obviously earlier on said I think could challenge Team Liquid, I think that team, the key thing about it is it's not actually that crazy a lineup on paper. It has a few players that are really good. But I think the mix of like prospects, which clearly are tied to the idea ellis has got this eye for the game that he's seen in other players that we've seen turn out to be amazing players mixed with people he probably wants to coach and maybe only could be coached by him at this point in their careers i think it's just such an exciting prospect that i I think i'm gonna take cloud nine if they play the real lineup
1: do we remember when the uh the 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 western korean god scouted out what worked with a team as a coach scouted out a korean player and brought them in as a top laner do you remember that with Monty and, and and Seraph yes and then his brother Avalon came in he was the worst player in the history of professional League of Legends yeah that didn't really work out too well so I hope Summit's a little bit better uh than than that one but maybe it's a parallel story anyway Rich uh who are you taking easy cloud nine who's gonna win
2: sorry wait, sorry is is your your picks cloud nine then yeah okay uh, uh and You got to take easy, haven't know.
1: it? So why is Easy gonna win?
2: Did you ask
0: Evil geniuses before the show then
2: No, no. I, 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 uh, I took Cloud Nine, but uh it's oh, all, right, my bad. That's Did I actually
0: say Evil Genesis? Yeah, before? you did, did.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough. But Great. I think I think you made it, or you, it was on the premise that you were assuming that the full proper Cloud Nine lineup was not going to play and then you Whatever, that was like two
0: back. hours ago behind all the NFL yeah exactly
2: yeah well I guess I'm t- taking this has been hit me up in the last hour
0: now you know I've got to go with my boy
2: uh, I, g- yeah. I guess I'm taking EG to to win for 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 reasons uh yeah really very confident I mean, I mean to, be, to be fair there's more <laughs> there's more actual evidence that EG can play a semi I mean this is all in the context of North America of course, of course but a semi-decent level of League of Legends in by virtue of the fact that they made the final of the lock-in tournament and cloud nine did not um so yeah i guess i'm going with my boy jojo to uh to carry and that's about actually you know what i'm taking eg but i'm going to make my case for cloud nine anyway because it is what it is i just think uh that these korean boys are going to do a rogue because this is this is my whole thing of like why i thought rogue would be good at the start of the season spoiler alert apparently they are it's i just feel that lck by the end of last season had kind of just figured out a way to play certain roles in the game better than they did in the west shock horror top lane was one of those roles and I think especially early on even though clearly they're going to get a massive fat we're playing in NA solo Q debuff at some point the early part of the season I think is when the players on an individual basis from Korea should actually be performing the best versus their western counterparts before They get fully consumed by the North American meme. Coupled by the fact that they have someone who's spent most of their working in League of Legends life in Korea, surrounded by the scene, apparently knows a little bit about League of Legends as well. Probably, I would surmise, uh, put him up against most of the other NBA coaches, I would say, has better knowledge of the game. I would think that is probably why Cloud9 might win, but as you all know, I'm picking EG for reasons, and I feel very very fine with you know that
0: what? pick I, I personally think it's like a 50 50 so i'll just take the eg side and we'll just say that those reasons you, are reason. you can have cloud nine then i don't care
1: all right so Thorin, you're taking easy richard and yeah, I'll,
0: I'll throw in there ls has had you know a bit mentally unstable sometimes so who knows maybe you just fucking wig out and just be a terrible coach thing. well
2: that, that's going to be the it's be his after it but you know that's going to be
0: got the... the pieces it's all right <laughs>
2: That's the intro. That's gonna be the. That's gonna (laughs) be the. That's gonna be the ultimate who wins episode, though. When we pick the the over under on uh, when LS is back Mm. in the hospital and can't actually play. So, yeah, we'll see.
1: Right. Fantastic. So I thought you were gonna say that was the intro to the video, just so you know, get people right up about LS. That's always a yeah. But no, we're talking about him being hospital. That's side different but that's fair enough and with i mean that... listen
2: mate he's the guy who always <laughs> talks about how he was nearly in hospital even yeah, when he didn't even actually idea. go to hospital I, so uh...
1: i hope he has a better work personal life balance now that he's got more of like a nine to five with well i don't know it's probably not nine to five is it it's e-sports but at least hopefully he's paid not on how much he works but you know he's just salaried a certain amount and he can fucking rest up because my goodness that man was just yeah, it weren't healthy. I'm surprised he didn't go to the hospital, honestly. shay's a fucking odd one in season two getting hospitalized for getting scurvy for only eating hot pockets when he was in the TSM gaming house. That was
0: Could have played more fucking gangplank. Yeah.
1: Straight a <laughs> brilliant and uh yeah we're gonna be heading off now though thanks a lot for your time boys thanks a lot for being here we'll see you all again next week we're actually going to do our lec mid-season awards Ooh, exciting stuff next week make sure you don't miss that one out thanks a lot for watching i mean for shop with dorian and rich we'll see you next time